VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, everybody. We are broadcasting live here on the Infinity Festival in Hollywood. I'm Danilo Moore. I'm your host. I'm from Simulated Reality. Uh, I'm a specialist in immersive production technology, and I have here with me my friend Daniel, which I have met, you know, in a project that is amazing called like Buzz Aldrin uh, Psychic Pathways to Mars. Now Daniel has his own company called Simulated Systems, right? Uh, so Daniel, tell us a little bit about, you know, like your background, like how you came, you know, to working in amazing projects. Every time Daniel, you know, gives me a call and says, Danilo, you know, I have a project. I know we can talk about all the projects, <laughs> but, you know, Danilo, I have this project. It's always like in a, in, a, in a massive scale, like super quality. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to work on, on, on volumetric technologies and, you know, VR. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it really, I've been working in immersive tech for about five years-ish, five, six years. And really what got me very, very interested was um, <clears throat> I actually spent six years working on a documentary um, where we had this idea to go <laughs> and dig up a bunch of Atari video games. Um, oh, so the Atari one. Yeah, yes, yes, it's called Atari uh, Game Over. Uh-huh. And um, as these, you know, in, in the traditional sort of storytelling film and TV space, it takes a long time and a lot of effort to sell things and to make things. And um, while super happy as to sort of how that project was made and, and, and how it did and so forth, after that, I kind of just wanted to start, you know, toying around with new technologies, new uh, storing tools. And <clears throat> so from there, I'd met um, a bunch of the core engineers from 8i. Um, and that was sort of in the beginning of, of their, um, of the start of their company. And we really just explored a bunch of different ways to use volumetric technology and storytelling in general. And um, <clears throat> so one of the you know, one of the great things about, I think, 2015 was just the the, the little mini communities of uh, VR developers were getting together. And on Facebook, someone, you know, just entered one of my groups, and um, she said she was working with NASA on a, a project called High Seas. And this is where they simulated Mars life on a volcano in, in Hawaii. Wow. So um, worked on that for, for a while with um, Jackie Ford. And um, after... Basically, at, it was a year-long program, and at the end, uh, Time Magazine had heard about what we were doing, and they said it'd be very cool um, for the scientists if we brought Buzz Aldrin to send a message to the scientists. So, while he was there, he was you know he was sort of talking about <clears throat> how he's not going to be here in 2030 or whenever we actually go to Mars, and he wanted to leave um, sort of his plan and his legacy behind in the most, you know, mind-blowing uh, science lesson possible, or at least that's what we tried to do, and um, that's how we linked up. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, and <clears throat> through a lot of uh, yeah, uh, sleepless it, it, nights, we Yeah, it's we interesting, because it like 2015 was exactly the year that I worked eight years at Sony Pictures, uh, research and development and engineering and you know a lot of production technology and I actually remember back on the days where you know on the, uh, using the AI technology it wasn't even caught was not capturing the full volume 
It was just yeah. capturing was like 180 and half half of the body. Yeah, and start like getting there was like the 100 humans. You know, right. so many amazing projects, and I always wanted to um, to work with an uh, uh, avatomatic. So you know, when I received the call, it's like, hey, let's work on you know telling Buzz Aldrin's you know passion to take humans to Mars. You know, to colonize Mars, and his whole idea of building up the structure. You know, to take all of the you know spaceships to mars and you know cycling was just like fantastic so that was really really amazing and uh um now when we start seeing on all the things that we can do like with this technology right we always want to do things that are for entertainment are also for you know like education for training for a lot of other things so uh, where do you feel like there are strong points that we can use you know uh, immersive technologies you know, ultimately, I think it's, um, it's, you can sort of tell any type of story or, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of, it's up to the people who are solving a lot of the, you know, these riddles today. Um, while we were making the, <clears throat> the Buzz Aldrin piece, um, I had met uh, someone named Eric Pike and he has this um, electric company and actually a lot of my work has gone into building a lot of these simulators for uh, folks who work on the power grid. Oh. Um, and um, I guess in every sort of project that I do is I really try to find meaning. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, when we finished uh, the Buzz Aldrin piece, it was like, had I gotten this science lesson when I was in school, it might have changed my whole path. Because it's so visual and you have, you know, these these cool little VFX moments and so forth. And then you know, to take that even in what would what may be considered like sort of a, a boring space, you know, safety training, and really flip it on its head. I think it's the most exciting time, and it's and it's a it's a it's a way to totally reimagine reimagine how people are, see education and view the things that they need to learn if they need to, you know, um, stay safe or learn the history of of companies and. It's just a, I think it's just a beautiful way to learn. Yeah, because you know, to me, when when you define what is virtual reality, right? Virtual reality is when you use a device that you know can really transport you to another place. So if you look left, look right, and a lot of productions, you know, when they use 360 video, you're super limited, right? You can only look left and right. You don't, you know, a lot of people try to sell it as a sense of presence, but I think the real sense of presence when you actually can walk around, right? You have tools, you can, you know, feel like you're, you know, doing something. And uh, a few of the projects that I have worked on uh, includes doing after the Basaldrin piece ended up working on a NASA Apollo museum mm-hmm. where you can actually learn which is a different way to see it like if you Absolutely. see the moon in a storytelling that's the beginning middle and end and then Buzz has a mission in something to tell you so it takes you to the another level so when you go to an museum experience you can actually learn at your own pace so if you're fascinated about the lunar module you can just sit down and learn a lot about it right so Virtual reality has a lot of potential for education, like for training, for simulations. Uh, simulate, simulators have been helping pilots for, oh my God, since the beginning of aviation, right? Since the beginning of the simulations. So when we see the capability of you simulating something, in this case, that you have a... Um, electrical repair that needs to be done at a high altitude. There's so many things. Yeah, wind turbines. If you can't train someone like a pilot is being trained, right, without putting in danger someone's life, that has 
so much meaning because like when when i came from brazil i was always like in a, in a phases of life right phase of life oh man i want to work on the biggest blockbusters right and then i did and then now i feel like i'm i'm very interested in working on projects that are for good right for good of humanity for good of the planet you know for good of safety of people too because in the reality is i think you were mentioning about like some cases of like natural disasters right that you know you need to train a lot of people super fast or you need to assess if someone is 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 ready super fast you know can you tell us a little bit about what kind of the good use cases it's just been a fascinating um now working with the pike folks for about about three ish years it's um You know, it's an exploration. Not only is it's what you make, and you have to, just like the development process in film, you know, or learning a trade or anything, it's you, got, you, you need to go meet the people. You need to really understand what they go through. Um, and in order to make these sort of virtual worlds and the, not only the procedures, but you have to look at it as a, as a story as well because they should move through a simulation just like they do through a story. Things happen in... Things happen, um, cogni you know, dealing with cognitive load and certain, you know, I just, I think that there's, there's certain elements of just pure storytelling um, that, that um, I've been able to use to make even, you know, safety training, for yeah. example. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, what's really great now is, <clears throat> and we've just started, but um, it's, uh, Daniela and I are, are working on Artemis 2024 and uh, the next mission to, to the, you know, the moon or for the moon landing in 2024 so super excited for it that's awesome that's awesome i wish we had time to talk a little bit more and i hope my accent's not going to destroy your name but i have my friend daniel shester shester yeah right uh and you know thank you so much you guys for tuning in you know if you are here in hollywood or in la come to the show we're going to be broadcasting here all day thank you so much for coming